Welcome back, everybody, to The Basement Binge. Or if you're new here for the first time, welcome. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Spider-Man Week. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be really, really fast. Obviously, everybody knows Spider-Man No Way Home comes out at the end of this week. In fact, the premiere is happening right now as I record this. Eight episodes in one week. Every single live-action Spider-Man film, including No Way Home, this weekend being reviewed this week. So, obviously... For the sake of my time in creating these episodes and your time in listening to them, these episodes are going to be much shorter. Still going to have the same segments you're used to, just not all of them. We'll have two cents, live up, and then lease and likes. So focus episodes to be able to talk about the fun of Spider-Man while also just getting myself ready for the end of cinema as we know it with the multiverse. If you listen to my West Side Story episode, you know that I kind of have a problem with the state of the box office and and kind of pop culture and the excitement that they have for Spider-Man No Way Home, that aside, and problems with Spider-Man films aside, these are great films to enjoy and it's going to be a lot of fun to go through them. Some of them I haven't seen yet. So let's start it off with Spider-Man from 2002, the original, the start of it all. Let's get started with our two cents here. Two cents is a spoiler-free section. If somehow you have not seen this film and don't want it spoiled, this is completely spoiler-free. So Spider-Man feels like the start of everything. Really, not, not just in pop culture and in film and everything that is about to be Spider-Man No Way Home, but also for myself individually. So much of my childhood fantasies were based on this movie. Not just necessarily Spider-Man things. Yes, there were a lot of fantasies and love for Spider-Man, but just the way that it influenced everything else. I really do feel like it came from this film. I think I only saw it once, but I never forgot how exciting it was. I would put on my Spider-Man costume and reenact the entire thing in my backyard. I was like six years old. It really infested my mind and I never lost my love for Spider-Man even though I only saw this film once. Even as I got older into a teenager I wasn't totally invested in Spider-Man or the films I didn't go and see them but the character of Spider-Man was one that I just felt like was special to me. Even though I wasn't like an avid fan as, as far as consuming the content of it I just loved the character and this is really where it started. But more than just myself, this isn't the first comic book movie, but it feels like it is. This is where the general public latched onto the idea of a comic book film. This film holds all sorts of records at the box office, and not just for comic book movies, just for film openings in general, and and kept its records for quite a few years, only to have, I think, Spider-Man 3 beat itself in its own records. And watching the film, it's easy to see why. Peter Parker is an easy person to get along with It all feels a bit cheesy now, but this Raimi trilogy has always been more about Peter and his relationships than it has been Spider-Man. His relationship with MJ may not be the most convincing, which I'll get into, but it definitely is approachable. It's easy to watch. It's easy to be a part of. This really is a simple story. The story is really small. Most of it consists within Spider-Man's life and within his own neighborhood. This really is a kid standing up for people against bullies in his neighborhood. And then Uncle Ben, of course. This is where the ethos of Spider-Man and Peter Parker was cemented for the character, but also in the eyes of pop culture. It's done exceptionally well and adds a sense of legitimacy to an otherwise really absurd idea of a character having spider powers against a green goblin. But everything else in the film works really well as well. The music, of course, is iconic. The second it started, it brought me back immediately to it. The Spider-Man suit is great as ever. Willem Dafoe is a legend flying around in his little green suit. He's a pretty one-note villain, but played perfectly well. It feels so personal to Spider-Man. I mean, I could argue with some people about how poorly Green Goblin is written as a villain in sense of his motives and character development, 
but I won't argue that he's a great foil to Spider-Man and Peter Parker. He's selfish, arrogant, conniving, and absolutely dangerous. The final battle isn't for the safety of the whole city or for the connection of the multiverse. Like, the stakes are really, really small. It's a pretty campy fight between Goblin and Spidey and some rubble just because of their personal vendetta with each other. It's small, but it's very, very personal. And it makes the entire film, again, that much more approachable. There's a lot that doesn't work with this as well, though, mainly in the production and technical limitations. For Spider-Man movie, there isn't much spideying outside of a few swinging scenes. And, and I'll get into that later. But the love of Spider-Man in this film, just as a standalone thing, is strong. You can tell in the fun Easter eggs throughout the film and the love for the characters within Spider-Man's universe. Sam Raimi clearly understands his character. They were still just trying to figure out how to transfer that to the screen, and the film stumbles a bit because of that. Now, if you haven't seen the film, this is where you'd go away because I'm about to get into spoilers with the next segments that we're going to go into. If you haven't seen this film, somehow I do have a screen pass. If you like it, just reach out to me on email or social media. Screen passes is featured through Movies Anywhere. If you're here in the States, I can share it with you for free. It's like a rental. You can watch the film. It's pretty great. Additionally, if you're enjoying these shows, please leave a review on Podchaser. It really helps a ton to let me know what episodes you're enjoying. It doesn't have to be a five-star review. An honest review is really helpful, but I mean, five-star reviews are great too. All right, now let's move on to the next segment, Live Up, right after the short break. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, that's out of the way. Let's get into the segment here. Also into the spoilers. Live Up is a segment in the regular episodes where I talk about my expectations going into the film and if it's able to live up to him. This is going to be a lot of fun to talk about because not just the film itself, but the character, the trilogy, the actor playing Spider-Man, there's a lot of discussion that goes around with all of these films and a lot of opinions that are out there. Like I mentioned, I've only seen this once years ago. Then my parents got rid of the DVD because I wasn't 13 yet. The film was PG-13 and it was giving my younger brother and I nightmares, so they made us get rid of it. I was very upset but it, it gave me a fascination with Spider-Man that never went away. So coming back, as I'm older now, nostalgia definitely is strong, especially in the way that I think current film culture and the way that I interact with it really defends these trilogies and Sam Raimi's work with Spider-Man and Toby, especially with everything you see online with people talking about their particular Spider-Man with what's happening in the No Way Home and the generation I'm a part of really defending Toby. So the bar is high that it has to clear for itself. But speaking of this film alone, just taking this one film, no sequels, it does not live up to the expectations I have for it, but just barely. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin exceeds my expectations completely. J.K. Simmons and J. Jonah Jameson, of course he does as well. Toby as Peter is about what I expected. A bit weird, but still sincere. His relationship with MJ, on the other hand, is worse than I remember. People do not talk the way that these two characters are written. And it just, it, it makes a relationship feel so forced. While the final scene is great for the character of Peter and him accepting his responsibility and walking away from MJ, it isn't believable in the slightest from the character perspective of MJ. It really feels to me like a performance in that moment and not like an actual person in love and it, it really takes me out of it. 
but also the Spider-Man stuff, like not just the relationship. We have the other half of that, the Spider-Man stuff. I don't have any problems with the organic webs or anything like that. I think it matches the story that's being told here really well and kind of matches the growth of Peter Parker and how a lot of it is things happening to him and how he reacts to it. The origin story stuff as well with him discovering his powers and climbing walls, fighting cages and drawing his suit, that will never get old. The way the trumpets exaggerate each stick of his hand as he climbs the wall for the first time, that is iconic. I will never, ever, ever not enjoy that scene. But outside of those, there isn't much Spidey. He doesn't quip that much. I think there's only like one quip that really feels Spidey-y. In the fights as a whole, there's just a lot of punching and kicking that looks very dated. Cuts that aren't great just, you know, as a technical element of filmmaking, the, the fight scenes aren't filmed and edited the smoothest. But also just for the characterization of a Green Goblin and Spider-Man, there's a lot of just standing next to each other punching and kicking. I think there's only about once or twice that Spidey actually uses his powers in a fight. It's a lot of just standing there. So I still love the film, right? I can recognize the weaknesses in now. It is a great film to revisit. It was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it, and I know I'm going to enjoy it a few years later when I revisit it, but it's not as flawless as I think millennials like to believe it is. Spider-Man 2, that might be a different story. We're going to have to find out about that tomorrow. But right now with Spider-Man, it is a very, very strong start. Very strong start for all that has come beyond it. It is not perfect but it is a great foundation for everything that happened after, both within the Raimi trilogy, but also within everything cinematically with comic book films and Spider-Man. Coming back to it, you can understand why we fell in love with origin stories. This origin of Peter and Spider-Man and his fight to protect the neighborhood is one that is phenomenal to enjoy, and you really are invested in that origin-type nature of it. That is the film's strength, and it, you know, that's why we still keep making origin films. Beyond that, what happens after that, we will have to wait for tomorrow with Spider-Man 2. So let's move on to the last segment of this really fast Spider-Man episode with Lease and Likes. This is where I talk about my least favorite scene and my favorite scene very briefly. My least favorite scene, you probably guessed, is the final scene between MJ and Peter. I just don't believe it at all. It's awkward. The writing is bad. Even worse than that, though, is the conversation they have in the hospital when Peter is talking about what he pretended to say to Spider-Man to MJ. It's just, people don't talk like that. It's awkward. Doesn't work for me. My favorite scene is Peter discovering his powers with the first wall climb, Toby wooing. The go web go scene is still just as fun as it was to me when I was a kid. I'll never get sick of that scene. That entire sequence is just really, really fun for me. I enjoy it. Both within just like fun, entertainment, and nostalgia, but also just within the aspect of the film. It works well, and it's fun to watch favorite scene without a doubt so that was a super super fast episode let me know what you think of this spider-man film please leave a review on Podchaser. that's really helpful interact with me on social media let me know what you think of these other films coming up what's your favorite live action spider-man film and also this whole multiverse thing is it a good idea or is it just nostalgia baiting right if i'm being honest i am excited to see these characters again that feels fun to have them come back it's a fun idea and it's fun once but the multiverse ultimately is a cheap trick that eventually is going to become a horrible mess. It is fun in the way that it creates a pop culture event that will simply fall apart into shambles. I am excited, but I don't want us to lose good filmmaking for characters. Those, those are two very, very different things. You know, I, I'm not going to get into it too much. These episodes are meant to be short and fun. Spider-Man, it was a great start. Can't wait to get into Spider-Man 2. Additionally, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 films from Mark Webb. And of course, 
starting with Homecoming in a few days. So subscribe to The Basement Binge if you're excited for those. Once again, my name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao.